At one point or another, you may have been on a sports team with a coach, or maybe you've worked in sales and had what's known as a sales coach, or maybe you've been a coach in some form or another. Regardless of your experience being coached or as a coach in the fire service and basically any profession, it's in your best interest to retain the ability to be coached. But what does it mean to be coachable? Why is it important? And what are some things we can do to remain coachable no matter how far along in our career we are? I'll address these very questions in today's episode. Become coachable. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. When it comes to personal growth and development, your ability to be coachable is at the root of it all. You've got to be willing to take an objective look at yourself and figure out where the chinks in your armor are. This often starts with getting feedback from others, right? You need an outside perspective. If you've gone through the fire academy, then you know that coachability is particularly important during that period of your career. We're often pushed to success by being willing to put our trust in our training officers, and we're challenged in our own beliefs about our abilities and our capabilities, and we're pushed to those limits, or those perceived limits, anyway. But that doesn't mean it stops once you graduate. Being coachable means that we first must master our emotions. We need to understand how we feel, why we feel, and how to utilize those feelings in order to help us become successful. We need to learn to absorb feedback without taking it personal, even though it may seem like it is. We need to make sure not to be defensive or offended. Being coachable requires emotional intelligence. So back in episode seven, I talked about what I consider the ideal team player, right? Quote, unquote. Those elements include being humble, hungry, and smart. Now, this episode is where the smart comes in. I dive into that element a lot more. And I'm not talking about being book smart or getting good grades, things like that. I'm talking about being smart when it comes to knowing yourself and knowing how to treat the people around you. Emotional intelligence is the key to that. 
So emotional intelligence is known as the other kind of smart. Uh, you've heard a lot of IQ, about IQ, like the intelligence quotient. Well, emotional intelligence is your EQ, your emotional quotient. And I know that we have mixed emotions when it comes to university degrees in the fire service. However, that's not the only way to identify someone with intelligence. And oftentimes, there's no correlation between someone with a college degree and their level of intelligence, especially if they go around bragging that they had their mom do all their homework for them. Intelligence, or being smart, is highly regarded in our society. Intelligence can get you a good job. It can help you better understand the world around you. And it can get you through selected college courses. However, it's not just facts and figures that you need to know, if at all. On a fire scene, no one cares what the NFPA standard is the reference for incident safety officer or what policy number states what different types of internal memos you can write. None of that crap matters. The thing most important is the need to know yourself. Now, I say none of that crap matters. It does matter in certain circumstances, yes. But when it comes down to doing our job, to pulling a hose off of a truck and putting water on fire, does that stuff really matter when it comes down to it? When it comes down to what it is that we do and why we exist as firefighters and as EMS professionals? No. All that other stuff's merely bureaucracy, right? And I'm not saying that those things aren't important. What I'm saying is, in order to navigate things, you need to know more than one plus one equals two. You need to be aware of your emotions. You need to be aware of what they mean, how to use them to your advantage, and how to control the negatives and increase the positives. Another key factor is understanding others, knowing how to interact with people, how to empathize with people, and how to manage those situations you'll find yourself in standing next to complete strangers. Before we can dive too deep into how we can improve our emotional intelligence, we first have to understand what it is. So emotional intelligence is defined as the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. This concept of emotional intelligence was popularized by Daniel Goleman, who did a lot of research on the subject. And his research has indicated that emotional intelligence, or EQ, is often a better indicator of leadership performance than that of someone with a high IQ. I think we've all experienced this at some point or another. We have a boss or a supervisor who can regurgitate policy and knows everything about statistics when it comes to the fire service. And in 1979, this happened. Okay, that's great. But can't for the life of them relate to the people on their crew or on their department or in their admin pod, right? Let alone lead a team. While a person's IQ measures academic performance, again, a person's EQ measures a person's emotional intelligence. And according to Goldman, EQ is usually a better indicator of success in performance situations and is used to identify leaders and good team players. EQ is the other kind of smart, and that will allow you to become unstoppable. So let's talk a little bit about how knowing yourself leads to success. I've talked about this before, how knowing yourself gives you power, right? 
how being able to clearly identify the principles you believe in and stand for make you a powerhouse. Earlier, I had mentioned personal growth and development and how your ability to be coachable is at the root of it all. Think about how you might take someone's constructive criticism. Being receptive to it is what offers you that opportunity for growth and development. It offers you an opportunity to become stronger. Having this kind of growth mindset will help you focus on learning and not just looking smart or faking it until you make it, right? You know how much I hate that saying. Having a resilient attitude, being able to control your emotions, and having a willingness to learn makes you a coachable person. Let me say those things again. Having a resilient attitude, being able to control your emotions, and having a willingness to learn makes you a coachable person. You've got to be able to take in honest feedback, even if it's not what you want to hear. Look, I understand that success is subjective to each person, but the ladder to success is similar for everyone in that there is no room for defensiveness or high egos that are in constant need of stroking. This is where your EQ comes in. When you're focused on fostering your EQ, you become a more confident person who can take personal feedback and use it to grow rather than internalize it and allow it to destroy you. You'll also come to understand how to give feedback to others in a professional and empathetic way. Next, let's talk a little bit about developing emotional intelligence in order to become coachable. So you can improve your IQ by reading books and taking classes, studying, things like that, right? But how do we improve our EQ? Here are four simple ways that I've learned that have helped me to improve my own EQ. Number one, reflect on your emotions. To become emotionally intelligent, you first got to understand your emotions. It sounds easy. But emotions are highly complex and aren't always rational. This is why it's important to reflect on them and understand what's at the root of them. One way I do this is by reflecting on the significant happenings of the day. I pay particular attention to moments when I felt extreme emotions, things like anger, sadness, and joy. And you don't have to solely focus on the negative emotional instances either. You need to understand your positive emotions just as much. I like to journal every day. Through this journal, I facilitate this practice. I take note of those reactions so that I can use the knowledge I've gained to manage those emotions in future situations. Step one is identifying your emotions. This practice in mindfulness and control will help you in your everyday reactions and interactions. Because you first have to be able to identify them, right, before you can reflect on them. So first part was reflect on your emotions. Number two, take a breath. We've all said something in the heat of the moment that we immediately regretted. Just like we've all been in situations where we've had to defend ourselves or our beliefs only to later think of the perfect things to say. Having emotions isn't a bad thing. And I know a lot of people kind of mark it off as that. However, not having the ability to control them is one of the best ways I've discovered to mitigate a regretful reaction is to take a breath. This hits the pause button for a moment, and it allows me to reframe my mind and give myself an opportunity to choose my attitude. It's not always easy, but I've found the more I do it, the better I become at it. Number three, 
ask for other people's perspectives. Newsflash. People view us much differently than we view ourselves, right? It's, it's that outside perspective. It gives us a lot of insight into who we really are or who we are coming across as to other people. This gives us strength in our ability to shore ourselves up. And like I said earlier, by identifying the chinks in our armor, we can fix those weak spots and come back stronger. Number four, be a student. This is probably the most important part of all of this. Um, emotional intelligence, being coachable, being successful, all of it. You may be an expert in your field or you may be fantastic at something specific like starting IVs or technical rescue operations. Whatever the case may be, do everything you can to avoid the mindset that you know it all. Learn as you go and understand that there won't ever come a time where you can't learn something from someone else. All of the methods that I shared with you are ways to improve your emotional intelligence. You may be thinking, what does this have to do with being coachable? Well, everything, in fact. If you aren't able to control your emotions, if you aren't able to relate to people and communicate in a positive way, if you aren't open to other people's perspectives and learning new things, you'll never be in a position to be coachable by anyone. I challenge you this week to ask someone within your vicinity some questions about things that they're really good at or ask them about things that they like to do in their leisure time. This not only opens the door for meaningful conversation, but it opens up an opportunity to learn something new. What are some ways you've discovered that can help you remain coachable? Maybe while you listen to this episode, you thought of a few things that you could add into the conversation. Contribute by clicking the link in the show notes or visit facebook.com slash groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world. You can gain some perspective and get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about building up the brotherhood the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me there and engage with the rest of us in the group. This is a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. Remember, regardless of your rank, regardless of how many years you have on, it still stands to reason that it's important for you to become coachable. And we only do that by understanding where we are at in regards to our emotional intelligence, controlling our tempers, uh, how we come across to other people, all those things that I listed. So review what you need to review, take it, take it out to the field, and do what you can with it to help yourself become more refined and become coachable. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Ignited.